magical hour. Oh, Matthew and Schaefer. Shafee, Shafee, are you there? Well, does it take more guts to twice traverse the staircase in flames, or to make a one-time leap into the mouth of a smoking volcano? Damn if I know, Kimasabi. All I know is that when you're making those kind of calls, you're up in the high country. the microphone inside the ivy covered cave in East Austin. Get ready for one magical hour of Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. You know what I'm talking about. It's it's our favorite time of day. Very excited to be here. Some days I just, some days I just, I just get a little electricity. There's something in the air. Uh, who knows what it is? Maybe it's maybe it's the pride of Tarzana, California, the proverbial man inside two garages. Maybe it's Matthew Ramby. Something in this podcast is making such a fool of me. Cat's been checking all our figures and listening till her ears just bleed. Skip ahead a little bit. Just try to understand. I podcast all I can, but you got to download me. Podcast line. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was as far as I could take it. I love that song. I mentioned this before. I love doing uh, a female artist song for karaoke. Uh, nothing like a macho guy busting out uh, a Katy Perry tune or, yeah. or the Katy Perry of her time, Madonna. Listen, I'm sure that I, uh, I, I'm sure that I offended both Madonna and Katy Perry and Milton just then. I just, I'm sorry. No, all, all of those people love you, each more than the last. I uh, and I, I, I like to, I like to gender bend at karaoke. Well, but I think it's particularly funny for you because. You know, uh, a lot of the times Matthew is kind of dressed like, like the guy who sweeps up at the UFC gym, like he's got like a like a cutoff. Why? Th- why? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think. Wait. I meant, I meant that as a compliment. That a compliment. Uh, I'm very, you know, I'm very plainy Janey in terms of my fashion. I think. But it, and, it and, be quite manly too. And pretty pretty macho though is what I'm saying. Like I'm not I'm not fancy. I wear jeans and black t-shirts. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm not. I, I think that people are surprised to hear me <laughs> go with uh, my favorite Shakira track at karaoke. Well, Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. 
Uh, we should we should do that together sometime. You can do Shakira and I'll do White Cliff. All day, air day. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, just yeah, like I said in the intro, just really fired up, really happy to be happy to be podcasting tonight. You know. Yeah, I mean, what else were we gonna do? You know, is on my new list of things to try to say less of. I feel we like I've got. I've got the us under control, but like there was one one night the other couple of podcasts ago, there was one section where I was telling a story and I said, you know, like twenty-five times. Oh, that's <laughs> that's terrible. Really, I didn't I didn't notice that. I started counting them and then <laughs> mm. everything else. <laughs> you know is a funny utterance or onomatopoeia that people use when speaking because almost always the the audience is like, no, no, I don't know. I, oh. I, I need you to, I need you to illuminate and elucidate it. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, oh, geez, I just did it. It's funny. Uh, Jameson, super fan Jameson, and a pr- pr- producer, Am I Right? Is, uh, he has a terrible tick that he'll get into sometimes, particularly if he's kind of explaining something. Uh, James explaining something. They'll say, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's a total, you know, it's a rhetorical tick. It's a total problem. But he says it after something that is very, you know, there's no possible misinterpretation of what he just said. <laughs> he says, like, you know what I mean? It's not like he's just said something profound and difficult to understand or something. It's just like, he just throws it in mid-sentence. And I'm well, like, wait, are you asking me if I knew what you mean? Meant by. <laughs> right. You you want you wonder if you should answer. That all cuts to the quick of what we're doing here, which is improving communication. Doing our best. We're improving communication between us. We're improving communication between hunter gatherers. We're improving communication between super fan married couples. All of humanity. The most essential commerce is communication. I want this podcast to be a beacon on a hill of communication. I want the slain bodies of the uncommunicative piled high as the sky. <laughs> and, uh, the I want all the you knows and you know what I means just to be out of here, except the English, nah, I mean. And I think that's more of a... The comedy comes in when you realize the beacon is taking you, not, not where it said it was going to. Right. <laughs> that's the funny part yes leading you right off a cliff <laughs> yeah that you just thought was a hilltop it was it was in my song spoof <laughs> have i i guess i've probably talked about this here just just being a kid you know being a like a 10 year old when madonna's like a virgin came out and just being oh, oh like, dear yes i remember i don't i i know like what she's talking about is a humongous adult thing but i don't know what it is <laughs> and no google no nothing what did we do i mean what did we do before we just had this massive pile of of human uh thought and info at our fingertips yeah, honestly, I don't know. We had books. We talked to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had books. Some 
some uh, stolen by kids older than us from their parents' book collection. Did and you ever it, have an experience with like a copy of Joy of Sex or something like that? Um, not specifically, I don't think. No. I, I mean, I think that uh, my grandfather subscribed to Playboy. You know. That I think that's helpful, but you know. <laughs> You know what you know what joy of sex is though like that's like this is it a um sex positive sex yeah. manual I don't know yeah. quite it's honestly much. i've it's heard I've always of, heard of that I've heard of joy and sex <laughs> full of highly detailed illustrations you're like oh, oh that's what they mean, and I remember you know like the picture for uh, you know, male or female oral sex, being like, wow, that really is what they told me it was in junior, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the elementary school on the playground, you know. Listen, if you get a copy of that, can you let me, can I borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to get the show back on the, back on the rails over here. Welcome to episode 56. Uh, let me let you in on a little weirdness with me that's not of a sexual nature for once. Um, I've got all these weird numerology sort of superstitions. Like there's all these numbers that I sort of ascribe meaning to. And for instance, my birthday is 5-5, five, five, May 5th, oh, yeah. Cinco de Mayo. And so five, any kind of five or combinations of five, 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 like last episode was was episode 55 mm -hmm. and i thought this is going to be the best episode ever and it was okay uh i liked it all right but i'm so stoked for episode 56 and i would have never thought i've talked about this before the 56 was going to be on the list of uh super exciting episodes uh, yeah. i guess you as the listener will have to judge whether that comes to pass or not do you, do you sometimes get um 56 is going to be the greatest. Do, let me ask you, do you get any messages from numbers? Oh, I mean, yeah, I look for 23s everywhere. I'm 1023. I see, right. Mm -hmm. My birthday. Yeah, everybody has lucky numbers, right? And, and you know, 23 is a prime number. 23 comes up in a lot of stuff. There was actually, I, I never watched it, but there was that numerology conspiracy movie with, uh, with Jim Carrey, I think. And it was called 23. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. Yeah. It seems weird to say that. Did I just make that up entirely? No, I, that might have some basis <laughs> in truth. If you'll vamp for a second. I'll, uh... say it out loud. <laughs> like, when I said Jim Carrey numerology conspiracy. No, that's, a, like, that's a film from I 2000. That's a film from 2007. All right. <laughs> and Jim Carrey is in it. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's wow. like a thriller. Yeah. Uh, he he stars as a man who becomes obsessed with the 23 enigma. What's the 23 enigma? <laughs> it's a, the 23 enigma is a belief in the significance of the number 23. Yeah. William S. Burroughs. Yeah, so 23 is my number. And whenever, you know, I remember whenever... Uh, Whenever Sorry, I just stopped in the middle of the podcast to read an article. Go ahead, keep podcasting. <laughs> Lucas, 
remember when I lived with Lucas, he would go to, uh, he, would, he would find himself in various places with casinos in them because he'd have to travel for uh, his, his thoroughbred racehorse. He's in the, in the thoroughbred racehorse business. And I would always throw him like, you know, whatever I had in my pocket or if I had a 20 or something. It's when I was, when I was bartending in New York. And so you always have cash in your pocket. It's pretty awesome. And I would just give it to him and say, uh, put, put this on 23 for me. Um, and there were times when it hit. <laughs> That's... And he would just come home with like 600 bucks in his pocket for me. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, uh, I'm going to stop trying to ascribe any like numerology to the, to our show numbers because I also think they're sort of fungible because, uh, it, we started on what I consider show negative 16, <laughs> negative 17 or something. And I think uh, the, I, I know, I, I I think we t- number 20 might actually be our first show. Although seven, seven was seven was the first time it seemed like for real, but we've got some folks, uh, Alex battles has been going backwards, uh, working on completion. Uh, I know, uh, Ellen, uh, miss F has been, uh, I think she's been working on completion. She was, she, <laughs> Ellen, I love, her because she will always tell you what's on her mind. Uh, she regularly gets at us about, <laughs> about sound problems that, of course, we knew existed. But, um, you know, and, and Ellen, when she first listened, she listened pretty early, I think. It was like, uh, nah, guys. <laughs> you guys aren't really talking about it. But uh, in one of those, like, single-digit episodes, I think. But she stuck around. What did she, Wait, what did she say about it? She was just like, uh, no. <laughs> oh. You guys, huh. you guys really aren't talking about anything or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she stuck with it and she's, uh, she's one of our biggest fans. And, the, and what, you know, most commonly, uh, she gets at, she gets at, at us quite often through the Facebook. Uh, love to see that. Uh, super fan Manish Bandari. Uh, he is probably approaching full completion now. Uh, obviously, Grayson Cat. Uh, Jameson, um, we have some folks who are really, uh, have really put in the work, and uh, and we love all of you guys. We love the new fans too, of course. But uh, you know, having having Alex reach out to me about like he was like, oh, was, I think he was talking about episode two. <laughs> he was like, you know, and what he told us was that he said that since we're very respectful of opinions. Uh, you know, and very considerate of each other. He says that we are, we actually should consider talking about politics more because we kind of, we create a, a, a forum in which to talk about them in a way that not many people are talking about them these days. So I was stoked. I I was stoked to hear that he, that was his takeaway that we were being positive, positivity and, respectful i guess and uh yeah it, alex got at me uh, a direct message on facebook oh wow and he said that my interview style reminds him quite a bit of dick cavett and had i have i ever listened to some dick cavett and here's a youtube link for some some dick cavett shows and i 
I am not familiar with Dick Cavett and uh, I will look into that. It was actually the first moment when I, it, it dawned on me. <laughs> there's some Texas accent for you. It dawned on me that I have an interview style. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but that's so cool. I, I am familiar with Dick Cavett. I love Dick Cavett. That's pretty hmm. awesome. That, that's a great comment. That's a good comparison. It's not like uh, Randy Newman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Your interview style really reminds me of Randy Newman. I, you know, I try to, I try to keep it pleasant and, and personable. And you're like, uh, jocular. I, I didn't know that Randy Newman did interviews. Do I, do I, do I pronounce the word jocular funny? Uh, not to my ear, but. <laughs> I, I mentioned in my song spoof at the beginning. Let me say the lyric again. Cat's been checking all our figures and listening till her ears just bleed. Um, Cat is like our fact checker deluxe. She let us know that not only watermelons can cause foodborne illness like salmonella, any any melon. Oh no, I no wait. I levied it at cantaloupes because I'm anti cantaloupe and anti antelope. Um, yeah, I'm an antelope. This antelope, this antelope, um, I had levied that salmonella could be a problem with cantaloupe. And she said, all melons can do that. Um, mm -hmm. What else did she, what else has she recently uh, been she fact checked or corrected my, us on? She helped me out with my, there's a difference between frozen yogurt and frozen yogurt problem. Right. Right. She, she provided uh, a lot of insight into that. Said said a uh, pint of vanilla yogurt is still sitting in my freezer, by the way. I think the, the next question is, how long is it going to stay there? <laughs> I think forever. <laughs> but I think Kat needs a, like an official like, title. What? Seems like it could stay there forever. <clears throat> Depends on how long forever is. Kat, I think, needs an official title. She definitely seems like when the show gets to a point where we start needing to hire people, like having a quality encyclopedic fact checker on your staff would be like a really wise move. That's but what's that? What's yeah. the ti What's the job title there? Is that like, I, I came up with a, just a couple ones off my head. Uh, fact checker deluxe. I like or, that. or how about executive producer of exactitude? Fact samurai. <laughs> is that like is that like the antithesis to marketing ninja, marketing ninja. <laughs> yeah, but that is that really is a fact samurai is the opposite of marketing ninja because really most of marketing is lying right yeah so i've heard that's so that's also very like of that the, those two opposites, the ninja and the samurai. The samurai is the honorable soldier, you know, and the ninja is the assassin who comes in the night, like marketing. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about, and I, the, here's, here, we're about to go into a segment that can probably be endlessly fact-checked, 
but we started talking about it. The Texas accent variations, like what, what different types of accent do you hear all within the state of Texas? And I did a little research, AKA Wikipedia article. And uh, it's actually pretty interesting, you know, because you got your, you, you, it's the Southern American English. Southern American. Oh, there's me. Uh, it's um, it's lumped in with Southern American English, but it's we border Mexico, and so there's tons of Spanish influence, Spanish loan words. Um, it's interesting because what I was reading, there's the phonology of this of the words being used right but there's also the vocabulary being used that can be of the dialect right and so there's some interesting words here that i want to i want to bounce off you in a kind of a in the way that i often pick a list to talk to you about but some of the things that it's talking about that characterize the Texas accent are monothongization, taking diphthongs and turning them into monothongs. Like night, night is really too night, right? But in but in Texas English, it becomes not night one, yeah, right? Got it. Night. Um. So that's that's one characteristic, but r really a lot of uh, who are people that study? a lot of linguists obviously break it into an East Texas West Texas uh, differentiator, and I would agree with that for sure. Having been brought up in West Texas, East Texas was. Uh, terra incognito for me like I, I didn't know anything about East Texas and um, well super fan Jeff really this whole thing was brought about by Jeff his accent is very uh, East Texas and then yeah. my, my wife is from Mississippi so I've 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 gotten in in the last few years I've gotten a, a chance to like travel more in the south and hear more accents and there, to me, there's a big difference between a West Texas accent and an East Texas accent. And, oh, definitely. and I think that people from the North or somewhere else, you know, they kind of see it all as the same. But there, there's that difference. Then there's also the difference of like South Texas, right? And mm -hmm. all, of the, um, all of the Spanish loan words and um and then i i've read a little bit about that there's also sort of a central texas influence with german you know mm -hmm. um so it there it's really a, a a melting pot of different regions kind of meeting together there um but i wanted to just go over a few vocabulary words with you that um that typify the Texan accent or te Texan English I've, I've seen it referred to. By the way, this is popularized in American culture through LBJ, 
the the show Dallas, where they were carefully uh, uh, coached on Texas accents. That lady um, uh, in, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure who works at the Alamo. Oh, right. Large Marge? Oh, wait. No. No, the... There, there ain't no basement in the Alamo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that And that's a hard pill to swallow. I think Large Marge might have been... Uh, well, she might have been in Texas. There was... Okay, so here, here's some words. I'll go in alphabetical order. order. Buzzard. Okay. Buzzard. Buzzard, yeah. Did you know that's like a Texan thing? I, I no, I, I, I mean, I guess. I, I, I didn't think so. What about Blue Norther? Yeah. Blue Norther is like a, you know, a storm. I knew that was a Texas thing. What about fixing to? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm fixing to leave for school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about if you've, uh, what about a get up? Okay. I feel like get up is more, more general. Oh yeah. You think that that transcends Texas? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think anybody from New Hampshire is going to say, look at that get up. I guess I, I guess I never really studied it. Well, because it's like, you're part of it. Yep. Um, how about ever heard this term mott? Mott. Mott refers to a small grove of trees in open grasslands introduced by Irish immigrants. No, I you've never heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about saying that something is plum? Like this podcast is plum good. Uh. Yeah. It's plumb all the way across town. Yeah. I guess that makes sense to me. That's, that, that, that sounds true. like that sounds like something that my grandfather would say. Yeah. I oh uh, yeah, definitely. I've 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 said it before myself. Sure. You ever heard this word? I never had. Shh. Oh wait, I want to stop right here and just let everybody know this segment has the most texosity of any segment. Uh, uh, that we've had thus very far. High, very high texosity. High texosity here. Okay. I would I I I'd be I would dare call this Alex Battle servicing. For sure. Right here. Um you ever heard this word? Uh shinnery. Shinnery. No. Shinnery. Oh a well known term in western Texas for a shinnery oak or a or a sand shinnery oak. <laughs> I, never, I never heard of that. No. Um, what about wow. a var? What about a varmint? We found something more West Texas than us, Matthew. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Totally. What about uh, a varmint? Varmint, I guess I would have thought was more widespread than Texas, but. But maybe. Maybe not. so. Maybe some of these words are pervasive of of Southern English. What about a tank, though? Oh yeah, I think yeah, a lot of people wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, if yeah, if you're driving on a ranch in Texas and somebody goes that tank over there, what they mean is a hole in the ground where the water collects. Yeah, they're not talking like a about stock a, tank, a stock they're pond. They're talking about a weapon of war. Yeah, they're talking about a pond. What about over yonder? 
What do you think about over yonder? I I think I you know over yonder's nice, but I think I'll stay right here. I might actually that might be one of my a lot of these are like well in my vocabulary. Yeah. Y'all is also on this list, and I say that all the time. I even put that in emails and stuff. I don't know. I think yeah. that I think that people enjoy the texacity yeah, of it. I definitely use the word yonder. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got a lot of words from from Spanish: uh, jalapeno, lariat, uh, pint, a pinto. You pr- you probably you don't hear. You pr- I don't know if they refer to. Ponies is pintos. You talking about a pinto pony? Or yeah, yeah, a pinto, a pinto, 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 pinto pony. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know. Is pinto bean more specific? I, uh, well, there's, there's, the, that's just another thing. That's a pinto bean is very different from a pinto pony, obviously. But uh, I think it's probably the the same thing. They got kind of like the big spots on them, right? Mm, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Across the alley from now, the Alamo. There's some words listed here in South it's Texas vocabulary that, um, that some of them, I guess they're basically all Spanish words. Uh, what about what about this term, ice house? A term used in the San Antonio area to mean a convenience store. Yeah, it would be a convenience store that serves beer. Okay, you've heard that. I mean, in but in Houston, an ice house is a bar. You know? Oh, okay, interesting. But I think it's the same. It's but a, it, an ice house, you know, would be it's more of an outdoor affair. It doesn't sell liquor; it only sells beer. Uh, so I think that they're kind of they kind of came from the same place. It's just that cultures kind of treated them differently. You know, a place where you can drive up and buy it, or a place where you drive up buy it and drink it. You know, but yeah, I've definitely heard, you know, and I would say, you know, I would say in San Antonio, yeah, you would expect to find some food there too. Um, I think, you know, because I, I think a lot of it has to do with that at the beginning, you know, not many people had ice or the capability, you know, down here in Texas, you know, you would have to, buying a freezer would be an investment especially a freezer that you just use to make and serve ice, you know, uh, then you, you would, you would probably, you would build an entire business model around that. Um, so, and then also I think they, they kind of created, uh, they, they created rooms, basically they created basically a giant, a giant, uh, you know, like a, igloo like a what do you call it a ice chest basically a room-sized ice chest mm-hmm. and they would they would bring blocks of ice down from up north they really like cut it out of the cut it out of a glacier or whatever cut it out of the side of a mountain and bring it down uh, and there were there are business models built around that too and that you know but it all has to do with with keeping your drink cold and uh it's the keystone of civilization yeah, it all comes back to beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a few of the Central Texas vocabulary in here that I, I, I wasn't familiar with. Like, uh, 
Are we going to have the Kalachi conversation? <laughs> not, not, not Kalachi. <laughs> is that is there a conversation with yeah. Kalachi? Yeah, uh, you know, there's different in different regions. You know, some people will tell you, you know, the Kalachi is you know the the pastry with with uh, sausage in it, which we always call pigs in a blanket. And then we called kolache, you know, kolache was that, the pastry that had like, uh, like uh, cream cheese, mm. and fruit in the middle. Mm. That's what I thought of as kolache, but then, you know, people. people that's, a, that's a Danish, isn't it? People are getting fistfights about this though. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm a little nervous even saying this on air. Um, I've yeah, always thought kolache was the thing with the, the sausage in the middle, but. Yeah. We don't have to get in a squabble about it. Hey. No what about, here. so here's some te central Texas vocabulary real quick. I feel like I'm getting more Texan in my accent as this. Uh, yeah, as this, me too, I think. Yeah. As this here uh, <laughs> segment goes along. You ever heard of the cluck or the cluck? Well, you're starting to sound plum Texan. Which is a, a setting hen. What about, no. <laughs> what about cooked cheese? for like um <laughs> which is like literally it's like cock case which is cock chase which is like smearing cheese which is a soft cheese cooked and poured into jars <laughs> i haven't heard any of these well i think yeah some of these have obviously gone out of style now that we don't hand make all of our own food what about a plunder room oh yeah well that's that's where you keep your booty <laughs> well this just says a storage room but i never heard of that okay yeah i see you're right it sounds like a pirate term they're blundering uh, sure. alex this is where we find out that matthew and schaefer have a, a relatively low texacity well neither us neither of us are from central texas right we've lived well, here yeah. for a long time but i i mean central texas is as different from lubbock as uh, uh, as like osaka and honestly, like even San Antonio is different from Austin. Like, yeah, I picked yeah. up some things in living in San Antonio that I didn't, you know. What about calling a couch or a sofa a seti? A seti. <laughs> yeah. You ever, yeah. I you think I've, I think I like I've read that in Larry McMurtry novels, but I've never actually heard anyone say it. What about smear case or schmierkas? <laughs> Cottage cottage cheese. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, so what nice. about? Have you ever heard this one? I never have. A tarviated road. No. Is this like a paved or like a blacktop road? Tarviated. Tar tar tarviated. <laughs> I feel like some of this. I'm maybe those are. Maybe they're. Maybe they're pulling our Texasity. Um. Anyway, so. That was totally all spawned by J of Q from the J. So while we're on that topic, let's let's go into the bag and pull out another Q from the J. And you know what? People are probably thinking, where's the robot? Like, where has the robot been? Like, maybe we should have some robot in the episode. And I mean, I I agree. I think we could. All of a sudden, that's what I was thinking. Q 
cue from the J. Tough questions. Answered in long form. I mean, cue from the J spawned the whole watermelon cantaloupe debate. They sure did. Notice I lead with watermelon whenever I say it. I'm so shocked at the at the cantaloupe class in the crowd. You know, I can't believe how many people are on Team Cantaloupe. I am. I was. I was a bit astounded by that too. You think you know people? I. Uh, but just uh, before we before we entirely wrap up. Uh, before we entirely wrap up the the last segment, uh, I wanted to. I am right now in the process of putting that New York Times dialect quiz up on our Facebook. Every all of y'all, take this New York Times dialect quiz and get at us. This was the this this quiz pinpointed me to having lived my formative years in San Antonio, not just Texas, but San Antonio. Uh, and it asks some funny questions like, like what do you Matthew? What do you call the strip of street? That you're on before you get on the highway, mm, right? The the uh, the feeder road. Yeah, one. Yeah, the, feeder road. But but in San Antonio, no one calls it the feeder road. It's called the access road. Oh, the access road. That that, that was that what it was called in Lubbock? I'm not sure. Mm. Off the top of my head. I've been faking my accent for so long i don't i don't know what i sound like <laughs> anymore <laughs> all right um but also that texas accent variation might just be one of our topics now oh yeah, no, by no. the way i meant as i was reading those my list my long list i did want to say get at us if i've had any glaring omissions which i know that i have let, let, tell me your favorite highest Texosity word. Feedback at onemagicalhour.com. Uh, it's an you. email address. Yeah, and speaking of getting at us, uh, Matthew, uh, Jeff did get at us. Uh, did you see this? Uh, he sent an email to feedback at onemagicalhour.com. I did not uh, see it. You, said, you're supposed to be monitoring that site. Which, and I do. Uh, he, he, would like, he said uh, that he was glad to hear us lament the passing of his favorite artist, MF Doom. Oh, wow. Man, Jeff gets more and more interesting all the time. He said, y'all are the first person I've actually heard speak of his death. I've only read comments online. You probably didn't notice, but I was wearing a King Ghidorah t-shirt during our Podlywed podcast. Completely oh. unaware at the time that he had died back in October. I was listening to Metal, Metal Fingers on New Year's when I read of his death. If you haven't heard Metal Fingers volumes zero through nine, you should. It's all of his beats from the 90s and aughts. A Smith such as yourself would enjoy them. Oh, man. Uh, Vinca, Rosea, and Hi John are some of his favorites. But they're all very unique and very listenable. Maybe I'll write a rap on to, to, to spit on one of MF Dunes tracks and then we can get sued by his estate and then it was funny he wanted uh 
he wanted to remind me. So I've got both pulled up. He wanted to remind me that he had sent an updated question list because one of the questions on the original one, he said, he said, he said was dumb and we shouldn't answer it. Uh, so do you want to hear what that question was? The dumb question? Yeah. Uh, sure. If an intelligent entity invited you to go to its dimension, would you go? And what one thing would you take with you to show the beings in that dimension to teach them about Earth or humanity? Um, I only think the second part of that is dumb. First of all, yeah, I don't think it's a dumb question. And, uh, and the answer is yes, absolutely, I would go. Maybe that's why he said it. Maybe it's just the answer is obvious. Um, oh, right. And, uh, and I would take, uh, the, the, what would you take with you is tougher. You know, a Cobb salad. A Cobb salad, indeed. <laughs> it's the same answer as what would you eat every day on a deserted island? Uh, I would, I would take, I would take uh, the collected works of, of the collective stand-ups of Steve Martin on my own. Um, I would take a firearm, and I would be like, "We made this." just to kill each other it's really easy you just like you just push this button right here we just shoot at each other they would be like oh now i know everything i need to know about humanity <laughs> i would take yeah uh have you been thinking about it or did you just read it now i haven't i just read it um yeah, we'll think about it some more, but let's uh, let's go to the next question on the, on the updated list. Okay. Uh, I feel like we really screwed up by not telling everybody that we're planning on talking to Gabby. Oh, yeah. Forward promo, guys. We should have said that right at the first of the show. <laughs> we are really excited to, yeah, I, I, I meant to tell you, uh, Gabby, uh, Pacific Northwest mystic uh, and, 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 and soul spirit guide, uh, Gabriella Page Ford will be joining us uh, for, the, for the end. She's gonna come on, chat with us a little bit, and then she's gonna play some of the songs that she's been, she's been working on, some solo acoustic guitar songs. So we're excited, to, we're excited to hear one or two of them. So that's what you got to look forward to after all, the, after all of this uh, I, uh, nonsense. I'm a huge Gabby fan. I ca I'm calling, I'm billing it Gabby part due, the re-gabbying. Is that a word? The re-gabbying? Okay, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Schaefer, go on. Uh, so Jeff question, this is, this is a, really, uh, a really good one and we might need some time to think about it um, too. So No time, there's no time. If you could live life, as a side character inside any TV show, which would it be? Well, my mind immediately springs to Boner from, uh, what was the show with Kirk Cameron? <laughs> oh, I thought, I was thinking, uh, oh yeah, I, I guess I was thinking Cockroach from the Cosby show. Um, uh, who's the boss? No, 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 that's... Um, 
Oh, no, that was Tony Danza. Growing Pains. Growing Pains. The Buddy was Boner? No. Yeah. That, that is not my answer. I'm sorry. Okay, I was going to say. I apologize. I was really shooting from the hip there. Um, oh, well, I'd be one of the... This is easy. I would be one of the regulars at Cheers, you know? Oh, that's good, yeah. Even one of them that ne maybe never says anything, but you always see them there at the bar. Yeah. I, that's, that's back when I thought alcoholism was glamorous. I really think... I mean... I think the taxi is the, is the show that I most want to be on. Oh, Taxi was a fantastic show. Yeah. And so I could just, if I were just like, if I were another taxi driver, and because I wouldn't want to take the place of any of those guys. You don't want to be the other Latka? I don't want to, no, I don't want to be the, yeah. And I certainly wouldn't want to remove Latka in order to replace myself. So, oh. <laughs> But maybe just uh -huh. like, you know how a series sometimes comes to a point and there's like a contract dispute and a character doesn't come back and then you become Latka. Yeah. You're the right. second, season, the second was, series Latka. Was Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati, was he a side character or is he a main character? I think he's quite a main character. Because I would like to be him. <laughs> Read the question again. If you could live life as a side character inside any TV show, which would it be? So yeah. yeah, I really think he wants you to name the TV show. You're not necessarily replacing another, you know, you're not replacing Latka. We don't have to do you're, all the casting. You're one more person inside the inside the garage there. Um, I think that that'd be awesome. I just loved Cheers. I love the colors of the show. I love the undergroundness of the bar. Yeah. Uh, 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 so many. I I watched it. I rewatched it a couple of years ago, which was such a different experience as a grown person, you know. I can't yeah. believe I watched that show as a kid, a show about a bar. Oh, yeah. My, my, my parents were pretty, like, strict and conservative, too, and, like, but I mean, it was okay. But Cheers was just... There's something just, yeah, fantastically wholesome about that show, even though... It, but there's really not. You should watch it again. No, I did recently, yeah. Okay. Uh, my sister and I both were at about the time that we opened the front page. In the end, it's wholesome. Yeah. But there are yeah, a lot of aspects of it that are um, maybe less than wholesome. I mean, sure. Specifically Sam's... Um, Treatment of women? Yeah. Sure. But, you know, just kind of, I guess the way they all get together and they all take care of each other. And, you know, and, and Sam knew, you know, Sam knew what he was doing was wrong. And, you know, he, he was trying to, he was trying to get on a, on a better path, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making apologies. I think you're romanticizing it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, they help, you know, they help Norm through his divorce and, um, and, you know, and Cliff through just being Cliff is helped Carla through yet another pregnancy. 
Oh, and just the the electricity between Sam and Diane. It was just there were it was great performances. You know, it's a great show. Um, are the, is there anything else on this show sheet you want to talk about? Because I think Gabby's going to be here soon. I mean, I'm hoping she's going to be here soon. We're just blathering on about cheers at this point. <laughs> thanks oh. for the thanks for the cue, Jay. Oh, Mark, yeah, yeah, excellent. Jay. Get at us if you, uh, if you have your own answer. Uh, we'd love to hear from all of you about that. Uh, I wanted to specifically say hi to. Uh, super fans Manish and Adam and Sean. I just realized uh, since the bar has been closed uh, over the holiday and because of the resurgence of the virus, I haven't seen you guys in a while and I miss you. Uh, so I wanted to say hello to all those guys. I also uh, wanted to, uh, Alex noted on his Facebook that it's the 10th anniversary of Alex's record, Goodbye Almira. Uh, and I think he put up like a SoundCloud link to it or something so you can listen to it if you want. Goodbye Almira uh, was the studio album that he released. Uh, it's all of, you know, all of his best songs uh, recorded really well. Uh, I wrote the, I wrote the liner notes for it. I'm, I am uh, not, not too modest to report. Um, How was the album? Oh, it was all right, but the liner notes were fantastic. <laughs> but it's a great, great, Great record, and uh, I think I shared the the link to it on on uh, on the page. I'm I'm remiss in delivering photos of my bathroom renovation. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's, are those photos. It's coming together. I'll send you the photos. I just I still can't believe that uh, that we're gonna do just put that on our website. Of course. Oh, we're excited about it. Our website, our Facebook page. Let's not get, let's not get too high and mighty over here. Well, we have we have a nice website too. We have a, the thing is that the Facebook page is just more interact interactive. Um, I've also been putting some uh, some photos up there from staff photographer Shyla Hall. That's my mom. Uh, she takes great photos, and I've been putting some of those up there too. You could just say her name without saying it's my mom. I <laughs> can just say staff photographer Shyla Hall. Yeah. And keep, keep it cool. The dialect quiz is posted. And uh, I'm looking up the uh, looking up Alex's uh, goodbye. Goodbye, Almira. Oh, it's just it's okay. Uh, funny story, you know. Um, Michael Driscoll, uh, his oldest son, Sebastian, is uh, particularly as a yeah, I, th I think he's he's uh, he's more he's balanced out a little bit uh, now. But w particularly when he was a child, he had a he was um, he struggled a lot with uh, hyperactivity and uh, just was just you know just kind of. I feel you. Often very, yeah. He was, yeah, some of us know about this, just a little bit, a little bit tightly wound. And, and goodbye Almira was often the only thing that would calm him down. Um, and when, uh, it was fun when, when, uh, when Michael got married, 
um, I, uh, I found myself hanging out with Sebastian a lot. Uh, you know, I was, I was one of his groomsmen, one of Michael's groomsmen. And it was really exciting when I was like, hey, Sebastian, you know, I can call Alex Battles on my phone. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah. Uh, but that was, you know, that was a high stress week, weekend for everybody. And we spent a lot of time just driving around in the car, listening to Goodbye Almira. And uh, it really, really helped Sebastian out a lot. So, so that's cool. Let's see. Hey, there you are. Yeah, that's going to work fine. You sound great. Oh, good. Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm just fine, thanks. Thanks so much for being on. I feel excited. I had a New Year's resolution that I would accept invitations. And you fucking guys, that's where the invites are coming from these days. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Who am I to say no? I'm so glad I had the, op had the opportunity to take advantage of your New Year's resolution. <laughs> so are you taking a pee break? Are you mid-show? I, I was taking a pee break. Hi, hi, Gabby. It's nice to see you, Matthew. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Matthew, uh, Gabby was just telling me she made a New Year's resolution to say yes to more opportunities. Oh. And, uh, Specifically invitations. Invitations. Oh. Because I'm not having enough fun. That's a, that's a really good New Year's resolution, I think. That, uh, you know, particularly, uh, you know, in the, when my when I was just getting started, you know, as a poet in New York, like saying yes to every opportunity is is real important, you know. To, yeah, uh, and like any show is better than no show from a music perspective. Yeah, and definitely. Like this is like what the future has to offer in terms of that energy, so I might as well try it. I've never done this before, though. This is the first time I've ever played a solo acoustic guitar performance of any kind. That is super <laughs> I'm excited. Um, uh, we've sort of kind of actually spent an hour kind of talking, uh, talking our lips off. Is there anything special that you would like to talk about? Oh, wait. I, I have questions for Gabby right away. <coughs> okay. <coughs> Never mind. Hi, how are you? I, have you noticed how, have you listened to any of the shows? Like I've been using the stickers at the end, like all the time. Oh, I'm a, good. I'm a huge stickers fan. I love oh, this. I'm so happy to hear that. I love the song Twin Peaks. That's um, one of my favorites too. It's really like, it was our flagship song for a long time. Okay. Yeah. That's a great song. I love the show. And of course it's evocative of the Pacific Northwest of which you are representative at the, at least in on this the, context, at least on this podcast. <laughs> right. You, yeah, they, because you're not from the Pacific Northwest, right? Um, so that song is based on a true story about when I was first friends with Emily in the band stickers, our drummer and her birthday is tomorrow. She and Troy from stickers are both Capricorns. So speaking about that song, it's like, that was like a love affair. That was a friendship love affair. That song is about. And with Capricorns, you have to give them a lot of reassurance. Am I right? These two are cool, man. Okay, okay. I don't got to do shit for them. <laughs> okay. They're but, Capricool. But you do do the thing. Capricools. What, what's, what was the... I like horses a lot, and I feel like Capricorns are like ponies for me to ride around with. What's the deal with the band? You give each other, like, love, unconditional love and joy. 
Yeah, that love and tenderness. Love I don't know if unconditional is helpful because I feel like there's always conditions. Like if somebody stabbed me, would I still be loving and tender? I hope not. I hope I would at least have the balls to stab back before I got nice. Would it depend on who stabbed? Yeah, for sure. And what the situation was, if I deserved uh, it, I'd probably not hesitate to accept my fate. Gabby, if someone stabbed you, I would be extremely untender to them. Right? Thanks. <laughs> well, violence begets violence, everybody. So Yeah, but violence seeks peace. That's I've been pondering a lot. So you asked what I wanted to talk about, and I want to know your two opinions on the question of what happens between peace and violence. You know, like John Lennon and George Harrison are two of the most clear thinking people who were ever famous to tell people about how to do peace. And nobody took them seriously, and both of them met with violent attack from the world because the world supposedly, quote unquote, can't handle that. Like, um, what's the deal? How do you sit between those two uh, forces? And obviously, they both knew to fight back when it came to man to man struggle, but like, why is that fucking tension? Where, where do you find your yin yang with, those, with that set of opposites? I'll go first. <laughs> um, like I strive for peace and deep calm. And I feel like the world is determined to bring you chaos and war. And so for me personally, in striving for peace, I know, I almost, I just know that I'm going to be shouted down by thuggish, ignorant brutality in the end, you know? Like, that's the balance. Like, however hard you strive for peace, like, you're going to be, like, overcome by a wave of chaotic, just brutishness. That's how it feels to me. I don't know if that answers the question. Well, that's how I feel, too. That sucks. I mean, that's what happened to John Lennon, right? In a yeah. way, you know. Yeah, like, and George Harrison, there was like a candlestick involved. It was in his kitchen. He survived to tell the tale. It's like, what the fuck, Schaefer? There is, there will always be violence as long as there is inequality, and the more extreme that inequality, I'm talking mostly. Uh, mostly economic inequality, uh, the more extreme that inequality, the more violent the violence is going to be, I think, until we uh, address that problem. You know, it's just always going to be there. I, th- I think uh, how, so that's kind of, you know, that's if we're talking about war, that's if we're talking about humanity, right? Uh, you know, until, until we find a, a better way to address that, that's always going to be there. And I think there are some people who have some ideas about this. And I think, you know, there are things, you know, as, as the, as all of humanity becomes more connected, then, you know, uh, then these changes might be able to be enacted. Uh, I, I don't know. It's going to take a while. There's no doubt about that. Uh, then there's there's just but then there's the also the idea of the you know, the violence that exists within us all and the personal inclination towards 
violence over and you know i was extremely wound up extremely violent younger man like i had huge huge uh mental problems and i you know i i took them out on the world you know it was just it was me versus them and i think that that's that's a whole separate thing that uh that people have you know that's a balance that you have to find inside you uh and that there's all sorts of uh, different ways to achieve that but i, I think really just uh, aging and maturity and you know beating yourself up uh by living is the best is the best way it's the yeah. most efficient way to do it yeah, and the way schaefer was talking about it like maybe i know that the chaos and the war will always come back because it's inside of me you know well, I think it's why I am a, a moth to the flame of frenzy. This last minute invitation felt ever so slightly like a frenzy, which I realized I am ready for the frenzy. I love it. I, I, can I talk to Schaefer for just a second here, Gabby? Um, you know, with these last second invitations, man, I mean, you gotta give these people uh, a moment to join the podcast. Like, we got it. We got to get an email that we got to send a form. I don't email respond well out. to schedules. I'm okay. much better okay. well, at the last. All right. Minute. All right. Well, then let me then let me talk to Schaefer. Thanks for inviting Gabby at the last minute. Yeah, yeah you bet. Perfecto. Uh, I wanted to. I I've been texting with her, you know, about the possibility of of getting on. And you know, it, sometimes sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, yeah, I just especially New Year, I wanted to I wanted to reach out to our Pacific Northwest Mystic, help get our heads get our heads screwed on straight. I thought it going to go into twenty twenty one. I thought it was a foregone conclusion because she had so much fun the last time. Yeah, yeah, I did have fun. That too. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. It was good. It was good. And like, I, I mean, I always. I enjoyed listening back to it. Did you enjoy listening back to our conversation? Wait, that question did, for me? Yeah, did you listen back to our conversation? I was I was obsessed. On, I was fixated on the sibilance. <laughs> I was I I was like going back in time and using pantyhose to make contraptions to catch my spit. I've learned about sibilance before, and I feel embarrassed about it. I oh, should no, be more professional. You yeah, sounded you're, just fine. You were I disagree. I'm just going out on a limb and disagreeing with You've you. You've had technically way worse shows than that one. <laughs> but that's how I felt about listening back to it because when I listen to, listen to talk radio, I often just feel sad and self-obsessed uh, <laughs> and um, violent toward the things that force me into a corner and ask me to stay still. Oh, yeah. But Podcasts are exhausting for my brain. I can't handle it. I go in too many directions <laughs> the whole time. And when I tried to listen to us talking, it was just like, you know, when you're a crazy person, which maybe I always am, you're always redoing the conversations that happen in your real life. And when you listen to yourself talking on a podcast, that is exactly what happened. It's not a myth. It's not some psycho like game I'm playing with myself. It's not even the narration. It's actually stuff that I actually said in some sort of archival medium. It's exhausting. It's like writing is exhausting. <laughs> it's so dangerous. It is. Uh, I know I know what you mean. Uh, I take, but you know, just like writing, I still take great, great pleasure from it. Uh, Music is a little more forgiving. 
that's yeah yeah music to compose a song requires more concentration than i opposite. have opposite no it's a vibration that's inside of your tummy this this is Gilda. I spent all my money. I was bragging about my money last time we talked, and I spent all my money. I spent all of it. Um, I bought this guitar. Her name is Gilda. Your guitar is Gilda? I love that. I, I'm a huge Gilda fan. Can you Which see? Gilda? Uh, Radner. Oh, good. Yeah, that's the one we're, that's the one we're homaging. Okay, nice. There's, a, there's my Gilda. <laughs> Can you see it? What am I seeing? Uh, <laughs> now wait, ignore ignore that pile of clothes. <laughs> that's, that's my guild. Cool. I have a I have a guild. I have a guild too. What's your okay. guild's name? For, for the listener, Schaefer just turned his camera so that Gabby could see his guitar, which was nestled amongst a tower of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the safe. It's the safest place for it. Is that the new guitar that your mom? No. Okay. Uh, and okay. and I feel kind of bad. The Gildo has uh, has sort of taken a backseat to that. Uh, Gabby, my mom found at this Fender, a classical Spanish guitar, uh, at an estate sale or something. I don't know where she found it, but uh, are you becoming Leonard Cohen? Dropped it after. Oh man, you would not believe. <laughs> I can. I. <laughs> I can. I can. You know, it's it sounds like like Leonard himself is playing off a vinyl record when I play Leonard Cohen songs on that guitar. It's awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> so, what what episodes should I listen to to hear you playing your new guitar? That's a good question. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do something. We haven't done that yet. Just for you, yeah. yeah. Well, that would lure me right in. That is good to know. I'll do it just for you. So right, so apparently, right now. For the listener, Gabby is poised with her guitar and she's going to play a tune for us. And this is probably the best our podcast has ever gotten because we're about to have a live musical performance by somebody who loves the frenzy. Be careful with the, be careful with the expectations, okay? We can, we can cut, we can cut and do another take and we're going to get this right. <laughs> if in life you cannot find enough danger. Oh, I'm going to screw it up already. So there's a thing called chords. I've heard of those. This one's sort of like Texas, so that's why I chose this one. High Texosity. If in life you cannot find enough danger. In the kitchen there will always be more danger The knives are hot and the cookie trays are baking In the nuker now the coconut oil boils The granola will for sure turn out crunchy just try not to set the parchment paper on fire. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes you cannot feel your feelings. And the people all around you seem like ghosts. No, you can find a paperback novel to prove that love is what it's all about. Relationships you'll stumble into fear lies. You'll be broken and no one will know why. Holy shit. That was, I, I'm floored. You, you, you are my new favorite singer songwriter. It uh, helps that you're so nice to me. Well, I'm a huge fan. I'm a fanboy, but um, that was, dude, have you, you have not performed that song anywhere else? No, me and my friend Sasha are making a new group called Boundaries, and she and I have played it in her treehouse and her carport a couple of times. But this was its live debut. It's never been on the internet or anything. That song, what's the, what's the title of that song? It's called Danger. That song is the best song in the folk singer-songwriter category I've ever fucking heard. Dude, you've been wasting your time with punk you you are a folk princess. Jim I was trying to get permission. I was waiting for permission to get to do this this you know, you have to be a certain age, I think, to open yeah, yourself. It's maturity, this. sure. I'm sitting here on the computer with you nerds playing the guitar for you and it takes it takes so long. Like while I'm doing that, I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, can I just have a couple more minutes? There's just one more verse. I'm sorry, this one's kind of a long one. But yeah, the punk is in my head. It's like definitely yeah. different. Yeah, but the the lyrics are so thoughtful. 
That was fantastic, right? Am I right, Chafee? Oh, look, he's muted. He, I'm he's sorry. He, he's, he's muted. He's wishing that they hadn't asked me. No, there I'm he not, is. I'm not muted. Uh, no, I, it's a, it You're, was a great song. How I've seen, I, I think I probably, so that's probably the third now song of yours I've heard. Because you, you, you've been posting some stuff on Instagram, right? Um, I have. The one that you did in, uh, in Katie and Camilo's house was awesome. I think that was the first one I heard. Um, and then there was another one uh, where you were sitting on a sitting on a sofa or something. Or are these all different songs, or have I heard repeats now? No, they're all different songs. So that's so cool. Songs. I can't wait to hear. I, yeah, I can't wait to hear them all together. Uh, very, um, very. The sensibility. I mean, obviously, it is very, very folky, but there is. Uh, there is an undercurrent, um, there's an edginess uh, to the subject matter that that uh, I still feel. Uh, it's pretty punk. Yeah, maintain some of that punkiness. Yeah. So, which is great, like that's kind of, and that's kind of uh, in the Pacific Northwestern music tradition too, right? They, they would do, they would do, they had very unusual uh, Pacific Northwestern musicians often approach punk in very unusual ways. So uh, in that regard, you're, she's, it's probably something in the water. Um, Our friend Max Nordial, who just moved to Olympia, who used to live here and then lived in Oakland and is now back in Olympia. He said the other day, "There's what's more punk than being kind to people? It's <laughs> yes. like, yeah, like there's like, a, um, a, and I feel like, the feelings about making music that's quieter or like easier to, for people to absorb the, the meanings of or whatever is maybe a little bit gentler. And I think that's one of the places I'm going in my battle with the peace versus violence is just toward the gentle and the pleasant and the pleasurable. Hmm. Maybe that's what the world needs more of right now. But you can still say some fucked up shit while you're being pretty and you can be as honest <laughs> as you want to be because nobody responds. Like if you say things with lyrics, like, it's not true of poetry. If you write a poem, people are like, oh my God, that happened to you. I can't believe you wrote that down. You said that in public. And in a song, you can be like, you can say anything you want. I love the first verse about the kitchen. You know, the kitchen has really proven to be a worthy adversary for me. <laughs> it is dangerous. So dangerous. My, my one concern with the recording, and I'll, I'll listen back, I, if you were strumming with such alacrity. I feel like you needed a separate mic for your vocals in a way. Yeah, that's so what like, I was trying to figure it out. But the, the software can't handle my, um, I have this like two microphone in thingy mm -hmm. and I tried to make the thing handle it, but it couldn't handle it. Well, yeah, it, Zoom is terrible for guitarists. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, if, if we listen back and we can't hear all the lyrics, can we, can we post the lyrics? For can sure. We, can we publish the lyrics? Yeah, why not? This is like, yeah, I, you know, we're not living in some world where like, I don't get the publishing rights because like our hit like got debuted first on your single or whatever, but I hope that's what happens. I'm thinking that that's this, just where this train is going, right? That, yeah. That's what we're thinking too. <laughs> I saw yeah. coal on the train. I think it's going to be all right. Our listenership continues to trend upwards. That's freaking cool. So there's that. 
in spite of all of our efforts. Because of the vastness of lonesome fucking intensity in our culture. I think it has a lot to do with that, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> How, um... Come on, Shafi, get it together. Gabby's here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I was just trying to decide what we need what we need to do now. Um, I know because we usually go out with a song. Gabby, can you do can you do another song? I was prepared to just play songs until the night. Like, okay. I don't know. Okay. I'll do whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Because I don't want to have to. I don't want to. I don't want to have to decide what song we're going to go out with. I got a lot of songs. Okay. Well. Repertoire. Okay. What's what's your second best song? Because that was the first best, right? I mean, with this this new project. I I was tempted to do the pedophile song because I felt like Shafee, the one that you responded to, was that one on the internet that I did at Christmas. That's like... You know, it's mostly just about awareness and encouraging people to tell their horrible stories about secrets because just fucking do it. If some bitch is upset, then she's your grandma. Lunch will end. Um, It's important to me. So I don't know. I feel like that's fucked up, though. And like, that's like, yeah, it's definitely going to blast out your um, your real room speakers, ring central speakers or whatever. So I don't know if that's the best way to transmit the musical data but i could play any song i could play that song i could play a different song maybe yeah we'll just uh, yeah i will uh (laughs) we'll find a way to get a recording of that and play it sometime down the road when when you've got like when you've got an mp3 of it or something yeah um yeah because if if i think you're right i think it would just wreck uh any anything the the more courtier and the more rockier it is like uh zoom is like just gonna flatten it out to nonsense so that that's the category songs that won't flatten to nonsense in in a compression issue era yeah gabby what's the weather like there today there's so much rain. It's like yeah. wet. So I put, I left a, this thing called my moxa box that I like burn Chinese incense in to heal my body. I left it on the porch for a couple of days and it got mold all over it. <sighs> the, I'm being the, eaten alive by the forest. The elements will just reclaim you for sure. I feel it in my bones too. They reclaim my physical bones. Like, you, like you feel more creaky in the in the winter wet yeah it's not worse than the winter cold in new york was i also was like the tin man in new york and was always like, get oiled up or whatever i got health problems <laughs> don't we all <laughs> houston is houston is actually very much like uh like the pacific northwest in that regard and some that yeah sometimes you feel like the the nature is just taking you back you know like a if you build a wooden fence in your backyard in Houston, it's it's gone in 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 like a couple of years. You know, there's just 
uh, mold and mildew and uh, and you know just persistent persistent uh, life life just takes takes over again. Uh, you sound like it, David Attenborough. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. and, yeah, and it's a way that I think is totally awesome. It's you know it's amazing to me, and I love it. Yeah, I think he's an example. That's an example of life at the brink of peace toward violence, like maximum peace apex. In uh, in Austin, it's all about uh, all about insects. Like, there's so many creatures here. Like, uh, I had this awesome. There was uh, there was a banana spider uh, just built this huge web like right in front of my front door to where like every morning I would walk out and just, just huge banana spider web in my face. Uh, but I was trying to like, I realized that the spider was kind of trying to rebuild its web out of my way. So like eventually we found like, you kind of built it over to the side to where I could just duck under as I walked in and like finally like we worked it out. So, uh, so I was getting it done, but then like, uh, this blue blue norther came in. This it was the first <laughs> it was the first blue norther of the season, uh, and that just just blew blew them right away. <laughs> What's a blue norther? We just we just had a whole conversation about Texas accent variation, and that was one of the words that's used in West Texas. They say a blue norther came in, which just means like a a storm, a, a cold front. Well, yeah, it, it leaves. You know, when it comes through, it leads, you know, just these perfectly blue skies, you know, and it's, it's super cold. And, but, you know, the, just the like highest, beautifulest, bluest sky that you've ever seen. So After what, the storm. Yeah, that's yeah. why they call it a blue northern. That's oh, nice. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, it's so, so cold, but, but bright blue. I thought it was blue because it was a bummer. <laughs> There's too many, uh, too much cold, you might get the blues. I won't. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. Uh, yeah, I don't think it gives me the blues. I think I just feel my own um, decomposition. Yeah, there's that too. Uh, yeah, when I get uh, when when a storm, a rainstorm moves through, I get a pain in my knee that like can, makes it difficult to perambulate. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good old good old being old thing. So now you have to match your song to the tone of that, the last five minutes of conversation. The closing song has to perfectly match the uh, convo. Oh, she's got it. She's got it. Here we go. <laughs> you know, she does. I like to be told. Yeah. I like Strum. To I'm going to no. try to, to, to be less intense for you. Okay. So wait, so wait, 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 stop. I want to remind everybody that the poor are the choices. The sweeter the wine. And, the sweeter the wine. Yeah, and I also want to remind everybody that we love you and we love Gabby. Gabby is going to play a song to end the show today or t tonight or whatever you're listening to the show. Love each and every one of you. And I, and I forgot our... Uh, Thank thanks, thanks, Gabby. I just want to say that too. Did I just lose control of myself? Why isn't everyone?
one worry. It seems I'm bound to others, to this earth. I just wanna be. Best show ever. If you awesome. want to do another track over that where you whisper quiet a lot, that would be sweet. 